0: Good morning, it's Friday, December 1st, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things going on in our community. Today, we're looking at a recent indictment that has sent ripples through Arizona's political circles. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Did you know that Patrocinio Barella was a self-taught woodcarver from Bisbee? He gained prominence for his religious and secular carvings. Barella's early life was marked by personal loss and minimal formal education. He worked in various labor-intensive jobs before discovering his talent for carving in 1931. His initial work on a figure of St. Antonio revealed his artistic potential. He was employed by the WPA, and his carvings were eventually showcased at the Museum of Modern Art, earning him national acclaim as the first Mexican-American artist to receive such recognition. Despite his success, Barella lived modestly, often trading his art in small deals and drinking too much. His life ended tragically in a fire. Barella's legacy continues through a substantial body of work housed in museums like the Harwood Museum of Art and his influence on his family, who maintain his artistic traditions. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash BensonHospital. Now our feature story. Just this week, Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays announced a major move by a state grand jury. Two Cochise County supervisors, Terry Thomas, Tom Crosby, and Peggy Judd have been charged with serious offenses related to election interference. This indictment filed in Maricopa County Superior Court accuses Crosby and Judd of conspiring to delay the canvass of votes in Cochise County for the November 2022 general election. This indictment raises critical questions about the integrity of the election processes in Arizona. Crosby and Judd, both identified as Republicans, have been vocal in their skepticism about the accuracy of machine tabulation in elections. Despite their concerns, there have been no evidence of errors or irregularities in Cochise County's election process. Their actions, according to the indictment, interfered with then Secretary of State Katie Hobbs' ability to complete the statewide canvass. The role of county supervisors in Arizona's election process is vital. They are responsible for canvassing votes in their respective counties and forwarding the results to the Secretary of State. But Crosby and Judd allegedly did not fulfill this duty within the required time frame, leading to significant legal and potentially criminal ramifications. This delay led to litigation and a court order demanding an immediate vote on the canvas. While Supervisor Ann English, a Democrat, voted yes, Crosby was notably absent. His and Judd's actions have now resulted in their facing two Class 5 felonies carrying potential prison sentences and fines. If convicted, they would be barred from holding elective office in the future. Attorney General Mays, upholding her oath to enforce Arizona's election laws, has taken a firm stance on this issue. However, Crosby's attorney, Dennis Walenshik, has criticized the charges as politically motivated and lacking in basis, promising a vigorous defense. This case is not just about two supervisors in Arizona, it's a reflection of the broader national conversation about election integrity and the balance of political power. As this story develops, we'll be watching closely to see how it impacts not only the individuals involved, but the trust in our democratic processes. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party, taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. The best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and we'll have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit PrestigeCare.com Sierra Vista. Again, that's PrestigeCare.com Sierra Vista. Next, two blind sisters started Savvy Services for the Blind in 1964 as a social club. It is now a statewide agency serving thousands of people in Arizona experiencing all spectrums of blindness and teaching them how to learn or relearn skills. Sydney Witte of Cronkite News has more.
1: There are more than 200,000 blind or visually impaired people in Arizona.
0: Cronkite News reporter Sydney Whitty spoke to one local nonprofit that has been helping this community for decades.
1: Savvy Services for the Blind was started back in 1964 by Two Blind Sisters as a social club. It is now a statewide agency serving thousands of people in Arizona experiencing limited vision and blindness. Gary Folks is a recent graduate from Savvy Services for the Blind. He progressively lost his vision and says not only does the program assist with techniques, but for some, it gives them their independence back. It gave me back a life Um, before being here. I felt like people had to do everything for me. And I've learned to be independent and not afraid to try uh, new things like uh, I cook my own meals, I I do my own laundry, clean my own bathrooms. (laughs) This local nonprofit helps those who are visually impaired with innovative programs and accessible learning. We have what's called a positive philosophy on blindness, and we truly believe that it's not what you can see that matters, it's what you can do moon says learning non-visual skills like cane work typing and braille are imperative for students at savvy services for the blind who seek employment and independent living we focus on what we call our non-visual skills where we utilize um, other techniques outside of vision like we wear these here these learning shades are called where we can um, eliminate visual distractions so that students can focus on what they call their non-visual skills Youth, adults, and seniors participate in different programs depending on their goals. The assistive technology program helps students learn to navigate using speech and or braille. D
0: space, D space.
1: This is what allows a blind person to be able to navigate a computer, to, to get around, doing everything that um, people who are sighted can do, but we're using what we call alternative techniques to access it. Good explains text-to-speech technology is one way students use software. I'm going to open Microsoft Word, and I do that by, you know, a sighted person uh, would use their mouse to click the start button.
0: Search box edit.
1: And it tells me search box edit, which tells me I'm in the start menu. I'm going to type Word. app.
0: Press right to switch. And I'm going to press enter.
1: Though students like folks can still face challenges, he says, savvy has taught him to embrace his fears. Those fears that I may have are no different than a sighted person may have on something new, and that's the beauty of it. I think I think what said it best was um, I had a great conversation with my brother, and he says, you know, sometimes you have problems, but I never hear you once say it's because you're blind. Savvy's programs for all ages include job readiness, cooking, and philosophy classes. In the newsroom, Sydney Whitty, Cronkite News.
0: Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark & Kensington, Valspar, Dunn-Edwards, and our own Ace Royal paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint. Bring in a color idea and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Saturday at 5 p.m., the Bisbee Community Chorus is holding its annual caroling sing-along with the Greenway Elementary School Choir at the Presbyterian Annex. Admission is free and refreshments will be available. Then at 6.30 p.m., head over to the Pythian Castle for the second annual Fur Ball to benefit the Bisbee Animal Shelter. This year's theme is Disco Inferno. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. Have fun, be safe, and enjoy Bisbee as it gets into the holiday spirit. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Rich Fletcher. Rich was born in Bisbee in 1949. He graduated from Bisbee High School in 1967 and attended the University of Arizona before returning home to work in the family business in 1972. He married Mary Ann in 1969 and together they raised three children. Rich coached Little League Baseball and Bobby Sox Softball for several years. He was president of the Bisbee Bobby Sox board and then umpire-in-chief and was named Man of the Year by the BFW Post 51 for his involvement in youth activities. He loved coaching those children as much as they loved playing for him. He and his brother, Anthony Fletcher, operated A&R Auto Supply in Bisbee and then Sierra Vista for many years until his retirement. He enjoyed hunting and watching sports and loved his Cocker Spaniel companions through the years. He is survived by his wife, children, four grandchildren, brother, in-laws, and cousin. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Rich's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.
1: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N A B U R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash n-a-b-u-r.